Oh, um, because it was like a walking simulator. I was gonna do um Space Oddity, the William Shatner version. <laughs> how we did how we did Rocket Man. Oh no! <laughs> but I was gonna do a spoken word version of Walk by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, a million miles away, <laughs> your signal in the distance. To whom it may concern. <laughs> I think I find my way. Getting good at uh, starting over. Every time that I return, I was learning to walk. <laughs> I believe I've waited long enough. Where do I begin? I was learning to talk again. <laughs> Something like that. That was what I was gonna do. No, no, no! I never want to die. I never want to die. <laughs> Whatever. What? I never want to die. <laughs> and then he slurs back into Rocket Man, and I think it's gonna be a long, long time <laughs> till I learn to walk. walk. <laughs> If you your way, no continue, no spot, no way to save your game. You are living in a special place. I think it's time for good game. Well, pod, good game. What you playing now? Good game. Well, pod, good game. What you playing now? So we are live. We're here uh, talking about Moons of Madness. Um, mm. This is Good Game Well Pod. I think that's what we decided, right? You can always yeah. change it. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. And then, uh, so my name's Ian. Ian Destructible. I'm here with uh, everyone. Just want to go down the line and introduce themselves. Michael, you want to go first? Uh, sure. My name is Michael. Um, I go by Gamut online. Yeah. Tell us and... a little bit about yourself, Michael. Oh, well, I recently had a kid, daughter, Penelope. Not not recently enough. Not recently enough to matter to the anyone. The storyline in this group. It's, it's old news, apparently. It's, you know, it's like right. being the new kid in school. Once somebody else is new, they kind of forget about you being the new kid. Same goes with fatherhood, apparently. We'll kick it over to Alex now. <laughs> Hi, my name is Alex, go by Butts. Uh, I'm a semi-professional ship poster, and that's it. All right, and now we'll do Chris, because I want to save Kevin for last. Uh, my name's Chris, and usually I go by, like, Green or Rev. But, like, yeah, nice to do this uh, interview. Yeah, we'll see if you get the job. We'll see if you have a chance. Um, yeah, uh, so, and then, well, lastly, we want to kick it over to Kevin. And Kevin, you want to tell us a little bit about your background? Hi, I'm Kevin. I am a professional video game developer who works in a company that will be disclosed probably never. Uh, I also had a child very recently, like last week recently. So I'm on paternity leave and I'm digging life. 
So we were going to episode nice. uh, dedicate this episode to little Maximiliano. I'm sure he goes by just Max, right? Yeah, it's He's a it's a mouthful. Yeah, okay, so we're just first day in kindergarten's gonna be wait, wait. Maximiliano or like Maximilian or what? How do you say it, Max? It's a lot of I's and A's. I just say Max because it's easy. Yeah, my name has I's and A's. I, I, I'm picking up what he's putting down. Maximiliano. I, I made a little tribute for you, Kevin, in honor of your, uh, in honor of your fatherhood. I'm not sure if you guys want to listen to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna play it. Here it goes. Hey, what's up? We are Creed. I heart bass fishing. I heart Jägermeister. I heart my wife and my wonderful children. I heart radio. You tell me. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? You ain't gonna believe this, but you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching every day was like a privilege. I'm happy. No, daddy, no! My son is alive. The supreme leader is wise. Snoke is using you for your power. When he gets what he wants, he'll crush you. Very interesting story, Mr. Powers. Of course, I'm going to have to wait until I see all the facts. Daddy! <laughs> Shh. Daddy's here, Daddy. He may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a hell of a way to kick out a podcast. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting mixed messages. <laughs> Is that a foreshadow or? Found you, but he wasn't your dad. Yeah, I, I had to put that one. <laughs> oh, that's wow. the Father's Day like <laughs> sound bit. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that. I'll play that for you every, every Father's Day. <laughs> Michael's a father's too, so I mean, like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's might as well have my dad on and talk to him about what it was like to have a kid 28 years ago. For a, <laughs> Michael talk about his dad. Experience. Old news. Michael's been a dad for like what three months. Six months? Like seven no. months, seven? Ex- exponentially yeah. longer. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, I was gonna. I don't have too much to say about our game from this week that was picked by Chris. Chris, do you have anything to say? Do you want to introduce the game? Yeah, Moons of Madness. The reason why I kind of picked it was, it seemed like a interesting psychological horror adventure game. Which I had no idea at first. It was kind of made by Lovecraft, but yeah. Well, made about Lovecraft. I don't think Love, the estate of Lovecraft. It seemed like yeah, a Lovecraft based on thing. his stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, based. Seems like it. I mean, yeah. it's, the name is called Moons of Madness, in reference to Mountains of Madness. Well, yeah. I think yeah, a well. few of the chapter titles were his short stories too. If I'm not mistaken. I mean. The, the one of the notes in the very beginning of the game, like in the tutorial, mentions that he's like he's apologizing to his wife or something, saying, I'm not actually in Antarctica. I think it's his dad, right? Yeah, it's well, just when, dad. He was like, when you're like flipping the picture, like uh, find the password. Yeah, it's, it's his dad, right? 
No, I think that was his kid in well in the game, but like I don't. No, he's he's talking to his dad. Yeah, yeah I think your he... dad sent you away, right? And he thought it no, was no, no, no. Oh, wait, he like lied to him originally, Actually, saying no. he was going to Antarctica, I... which is where the Mountains of Madness book, where where the location was in the book. Oh. But instead, he's in Mars. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, is that where they were? Yeah, that, Mars. That's, with... that's a big step up right there. I'm like, oh, oh, it's yeah, Mars? Hey, that's, oh, yeah. Man. I'm going to Antarctica, Dad. I'll see you later. Later on, I'm in Mars. How did I get you? Get your ass off the cuff. Mars, huh? Why not Saturn? I hate you, Dad. I'm going to Mars. God damn it. I'm going to record that and put that in the Dad tribute. <laughs> Sample that audio. <laughs> yeah, the, um... There's not like I like I said. There's not even like a Wikipedia for this game. So um, like as far as like the production, I have nothing to you, mention about it. You really I, have I, to play it. Like, yeah, I, I did minimal amounts of research on it as well. Um, just in the title cards, it says some companies that were involved. Um, I didn't actually get a look at the credits. But Funcom, the creator of Conan Exiles, worked on this. Uh, Rock Pocket, which is uh, made a couple of Switch games. Don't know what their involvement are, but they're both Norwegian. Maybe they tag teamed this development, or there was some kind of tandem development. Uh, uh, there was the Norwegian Film Institute, which I bet uh, they got a grant from or entered some kind of indie developed. This is all my guess, best guess. It's probably headcanon. Uh, Creative Europe Media, which also funds like ventures, you know, like uh, business ventures. And um, Innovation Norway, which I believe is, I, I honestly can't remember. And FMOD, yeah. which is, you know. FMOD. Great sound plugin for Unreal. There's other companies as well. I mean, there's ZPX. I don't know yeah. anything about these companies, but I <laughs> I, I watched the credits. Oh, yeah. There's uh, yeah. Testronic. I, I watched the credits. Whoever Testronic is. Yeah, the credits went really slow too. Dream uh, Loop. At least you got a I good view. I don't want to spoil the game, but the yeah, credits you, at least were you got a good view. That I didn't spoil the game, but at least you had a good view when you were watching the credits. You might have had a bad view. You got the bad end. Oh, there's only. Yeah, I think I got the good ending, but I don't know. Like, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, we will. I, I did. I did research that there are two endings. I got both endings. Yeah. Um, so anyways, as far as like before, before starting out, um, yeah, Moons of Madness, um, I guess we'll go over to, does anyone want to try to break down the plot kind of beat by beat and we'll just talk about things we liked as we go? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I guess like the plot is kind of a little confusing, but it's more of a playthrough and you kind of get it, but yeah, yeah, you can do that. First off, it starts you being in a dream. Big, uh, big Kingdom Hearts tribute intro. It's starting out in a dream. Obvious homage. Oh, no, it's I, not at all. I'm like, I don't play Kingdom Hearts. I, I wouldn't know. Um... Several J-pop songs were playing during the opening sequence. Uh... Cl- classic uh, tribute to Portal, right in the beginning. You know, yeah, Sandman. Playing silently. Well, I like the dream parts too because the dreams, uh, the dreams really did put foreshadow into the game. 
yeah, yeah. There were some there were some interesting bits there um, with that first dream sequence, especially. Yeah, well, they really like hit it right on foreshadowing, which I really like in books or movies when it has something to do with foreshadowing. And you're just like, why is this happening? Then it goes to a sequence and you just go back into this original place and you're just going to wonder what's going to happen next. Is this really a real thing that's going on in the very beginning of the game? But I like how it played on that. Yeah, that first sequence after the initial dream sequence was pretty fun because it was like kind of mirrored what you did in the dream. And I was worried that it was going to like fall apart and become scary. And I think it was a good fake out. Glad the game held its cards a little bit during that first bit because I was kind of waiting for something to happen. I never yeah. Did. Well, yeah, especially because you smelled the first fucking jump scare from like eight miles away. You're like, oh. I actually walked backwards what? into that trigger volume <laughs> and watched the witch lady like pop in front of me. <laughs> so like but what I also appreciate too because uh when you watch the trailer for Moons of Madness, you are trying when you watch this trailer, you're really trying to understand what's really going on in this game. And when I watched the trailer, but when I played it, it built on aspects of a storytelling rich game. No, it definitely leaned on that more than anything else. I was just gonna say, like, I did not expect to have that level of, you know, narrative going on. Um, I honestly expected this to be like what is it? Like any of those cu- cookie cutter, like Slender Man kind of like Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting like like SCP based like video games it had like kind of firewatch level like narrative going on yeah, of... the env- environmental storytelling was giant part of the game which is always awesome anytime you have to read shit to know what's going on and you get more out of actually exploring and, there's a lot well, of that in this game. I, I also did like the reading part in that game too because when you awake from the dream you still have to read the figure out puzzles you still have to read the figure out the past of your character and to, like, get out of the room. <laughs> because, like, when I first played the game, I'm like, how the hell did I get out of the room? Like, uh, I guess I have to read. So I'm, like, picking up all these things and, like, looking around for objects just to read how to get out of the room. This is the first room in your bunk room. Yeah, totally. Right. It, was a lot, it, was a, it required a lot of uh, actual problem solving versus just kind of going through the motions. The one thing I will say is that once I learned about the objective scanning thing it kind of <laughs> took away a lot yeah. Of oh yeah i went out the window yeah, yeah. completely yeah. lean on that for every uh, objective some of them weren't, wouldn't come up some of them were yeah. like yeah that's true yeah those were like the best sequences of the game you're gonna find it and then my dumb ass just wandered around going i don't know what to do yeah i didn't really <laughs> use that until probably the third act i'm like yeah, oh i used it yeah he's about halfway through the second act and i realized how overpowered it was and how much faster it made everything go but yeah kind of took away from the game it's like in the uh, Majora's Mask remake where they have the like special bomber's notebook that just tells you like exactly where to go when to do shit. Like it's like a modern day objective marker. It just completely like kind of kills that game's mystique. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was trying to find that bio scanner because I think I like ran around the room like ten times just trying yeah. to find oh, it. Oh yeah, that thing was fucking tiny. I did. I'm just like around. I'm like, where is this thing? I'm like, I hate this game. Why is it so small? Oh, it's right there. Yeah, so, uh, so I definitely ran on the level design there <laughs> a little bit. Oh. I missed but... that uh, that poison violator on too. 
I, I liked how that I liked that factor of the game on it. That could have made it a little easier if they just put like a spotlight, you know, you know, like a dangling lamp, maybe even a net, you know, it's an animated <laughs> lamp or something, you know. No, I, I think it was all right. It was just like it was just like use your head, like run around, uh, read some notes, uh, and you'll find it in a science vicinity area. And there, you got your bio scanner. Yeah, I think they they intentionally made the game like that. They made it more difficult to find so that you would actually look around, mm-hmm. find the notes, just to force you to – it's kind of like you know people want you to read their book. They want you to play their game. I wrote these notes. Somebody's got to read them. So they make you want to look around and explore. You're hiding passcodes in the uh, files and stuff like that kind of indiscriminately, yeah. so you kind of have to read all of them. Yeah, there's a lot of that, which I liked personally. I think that's one yeah. of the things the game has going for it. Um, overall, I do want to say one of the things the game doesn't have going for it, and I'll get more into it in the second act. Um, when it tries to ratchet up the tension by having death conditions – I think that's when it starts to not be as good. Because initially, I think it works really, really well with like building the tension as kind of like a walking simulator, as much as like that's a kind of... You're kind of right and yeah. wrong about it, but... I'll talk it... about the part I hate later, but um, yeah, I think I think that's just a thing that you start to see little cracks of, but really the first act is like incredibly solid, not leaning too much on that type of stuff. Well, but I, I think the game was more of like, what if, like, if something like if you did play the game and we all know about this game it's not the most challenging game in life death situations it is supposed to give you suspense of like what's around the next corner and it does have some good points about it it's just it didn't like show it all the way where you open the door and it's like oh i'm dead i'm seriously dead but it Really doesn't do that, but like I kind of see what you're going with. Except for the one part of the game where it does, and that part really, I, I thought was pretty insufferable. But like I said, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Um, but yeah, I have some notes here about the first act. There was a coffee machine. I drank six cups of coffee to see if it could like trigger oh, yeah. a, like death or something. And it didn't. Um, yeah, I drank like twenty maybe. I- I drank one cup of coffee and like that uh, Russian chick was like all pissed off at me. And I thought the funniest joke was who shit in her cereal. I thought that was like literally funny. Well, it's, not, it's not as much of a joke as it is an image. <laughs> oh, problem no happened. Yeah. Problem happened. He was like, who shit in her cereal? Like, damn. Which breakfast bar did you eat though? Oh, I ate all the breakfast bars. Oh, I ate every okay. single one. I, no, I just drank coffee. I'm just like, I'm going to start my day with coffee. So here, yeah. here's the big question, though. They're, they have, like, this giant, you know, uh, greenhouse on Mars, and there's tons of, like, lush tomatoes. There's tomatoes on every vine, and yet they're eating fucking power bars, like dehydrated power bars. Yeah, dehydrated, like, soylent-type shit. <laughs> like, have you ever had a dehydrated power bar? Hey. <laughs> It kept like uh, fucking exhilarating. Back in the day, like uh, basically, we had all the food in the world, and we did this—the most disgusting thing ever. We deep fried hot dogs. Yeah, that was awesome. No, you said this was the worst thing we've ever did, and we're never going to do it again. I mean, the worst thing I've ever eaten was cereal with shit in it. That was by far (laughs) way worse than any fried hot dog I've ever had. You eat cereal with shit? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm such an asshole. That's why I'm mad all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> someone shits in my fucking cereal. <laughs> so I'm an angry Russian asshole. Um, okay, I also liked that there was a accurately worded NDA. There was a really long non-disclosure agreement. I liked that. I thought yeah. that was fun. I'm a Mark I did not read it. I also did not read it. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this like is that. like one of those terms of agreement things that I just... Yeah. It was like the kind you have to sign to work at Fox News. Like, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Was it like the engineering yeah, yeah. or like the uh, astronaut like program thing that you signed up to do? Yeah, kind of, but there's that. There's a lot of world building in that like first room where there's like that giant green screen and you're clearly yeah. like, shooting propaganda to make it seem like you're like doing more science than you actually are. <laughs> you know, it just, I just figured it's, yeah, for you know, um, ad campaigns and like like they'll do that all the time. Like I, I've been like at a studio I used to work on it. They used to do that for like hiring videos. They used to have like a green screen and then like people would walk around the office and then it would be like a dev diary kind of a thing. <laughs> I, that's how I imagined it. It's like yeah, no, like... it totally gave it totally got me hoping the game would have like this dark like because the company like Orochi or whatever they had some like big Wayland Yutani vibes. So I was hoping they'd just be these total like fucking. Um, like venture capitalist grifters like fucking theranos and they were just sending these like videos down to be like yeah we're all that billions of dollars you're investing we're doing all this science it's like they're just fucking jerking off on the space station not doing <laughs> yeah they're not doing anything doing CGI, i wish it would have gotten more into that i would make me so happy i thought that was the way the game was going off that first like bit but yeah there's like six people on mars like yeah. what yeah, what kind of stuff. Kind of well, an operation is this? No, there were six people on Mars, and there was a few people in the satellite station that was overseeing Mars. But still, six people? Yeah, it did seem I mean, very sparse. I mean, I imagine it's hard to there. Uh, yeah, there, yeah like basically, you were, you guys were like, yeah, what Ian said. You were the skeleton crew of important task of setting up a base and uh, doing research. And apparently, I don't know how all that went wrong. Skeleton crews are like the number one horror cliche. Like, yeah. we're on a base yeah. that... Derelict space station. Like, yeah. No, it's like a Mass Effect 2. Like, we're on, uh, I'm Commander Shepard, and we're doing a suicide mission. Yeah. We watched hey. Deep Blue Sea yesterday, and fucking... That's like one of the first plot points is like 95% of the people leave. Because, yeah, we can't have that many people get bested by a shark. Well, same thing with Jurassic Park. To be honest, they yeah. made the shark stronger, and for some reason, Samuel L. Jackson always gets killed. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is always on the skeleton crew and always gets eaten by the monsters. That is the one rule of skeleton crew. He is in Jurassic Park. He's one of the last employees to stay, and also in Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, where he is like the venture capitalist, he goes down and gets. What did I spend my money on? I made a shark smarter who's going to eat me? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, we should do a Deep Blue Sea podcast. This is, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the parallel between this game and Deep Blue Sea is actually pretty spot on. No, I, I felt that. That's why I thought I'd mention it. I'm like, there's a lot of parallels. <laughs> like, why would they make this shark stronger? Like, why? what is the scientific reason for that? Oh, shit. I spoiled the game, didn't I? Fuck. No, Fuck. you didn't. Well, Don't I'll worry. Cut that. I'll cut there that. I'll bleep cut. it. No, you didn't. You didn't spoil it. I'll put a cut we, in. We, 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 we go. We'll just go straight into spoilers at this point. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. I'll, I'll edit that, but we'll go into spoilers so everyone can't. No, well, Ian, you didn't spoil it because it's a little bit more complicated than that. It is more complicated. I just like that's that's a good well, that's a good little it, thread. It, we'll get back right. to it. No, it's like like the ending has nothing somewhat to do with Deep Blue Sea. 
in a way. But the skeleton crew kind of quite similar to that, but not really. Because when we get into the other part of the game, you would see like there was a backup plan for the contingencies of things going wrong. And I don't know how this backup plan came up into play. It's just weird how you just see it come up. It seems like a weird thing to be only a few like radio transmissions away from. But... No, it's it's like spot on physically there. It's just like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, uh, I, I just don't get why you need a backup plan when you were like the original dreamer. We'll get into it. One more little thing that I noticed in the first act, because I tried to do a puzzle by jumping off of a fucking cliff, seeing, like, I, I didn't establish that there was fall damage yet. So I was, <laughs> and uh, and I, had a, I had a death screen, and I love that the death screen for this game has the fucking name of the game and the registered trademark symbol. Moons of Madness, you are dead. <laughs> uh, oh, can I bring up something? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Did anyone uh, like almost kill themselves by taking off their helmet before pressurizing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I did that. I'm just like, what? I'm like, oh god, hit the button. I'm just like, put my helmet back on. Like, what did I do? See, initially, I was very annoyed by that bit of the gameplay loop, but by the end, I was like, okay, I kind of like this. Kind of like that. It's space. Well, it's Mars. Come on, think yeah. about it. Like realistically, if you're gonna do that and be pressurized with no helmet on, yeah, yeah your eyeballs might fly out of your sockets. I watched Total and Recall last night. Actually, making that one sequence where you had yeah. to run outside was made yeah. it worth it. Well, it's good. an achievement. It's called Iron Lungs or something like that. I mean, they 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 should have dubbed over the sound of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like yeah, Total you know, Recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do like um with the helmets though when your character's freaking out how he like panics to press yeah, every button up. to put oh, air in and yeah. he's like oh miss miss i'm like this guy's like me when i'm playing any game also i didn't notice it until the very end but on the on the life bar um it was saying that the spo2 on the vital sign thing was nine was 37 percent actually I wasn't sure if it was like that the whole game. I don't know if you guys observed that. Uh, I only noticed it like in the I wasn't paying to that because okay. every time you have to look at your vital signs, you have to look down. Yeah, because that would that would kill you. So that kind of had me by the end of the game going, "Oh, my character's like some weird demon who isn't human or something." And no, I think they just weren't paying attention. Maybe thirty-seven's like normal in metric or something because that's how that percentage oh, works. Yeah. You're you're actually thinking about it from like a respiratory therapist point of That's view. That's what right? I was doing. Yeah, I was trying, but it didn't. didn't it ended up like hurting my thing. Yeah, but here's another funny thing: when you look down too, your suits are sponsored by Orochi, and you're just like, ah, oh, god damn it! Oh yeah, they they were everything. They were the whole shebang. Um, and at first, that was another good foreshadow too, because it didn't say anything about Orochi either. You just look down and like say Orochi. What's Orochi? Like because it really didn't explain who was Orochi in the beginning of the game. Orochi is the best class in the video game for honor. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what the Orochi is. <laughs> yep, I guess he uh, bested you all right. So um... I mean, with a name like Orochi, you can't expect yourself to be working for a good company. I mean, that's like. The most obvious bad guy company name that you could come up with. Any any Asian sounding but, space but, name. But that was the funny thing because Orochi was just like a simple distraction 
You're like, who was Orochi? And it turned out they weren't the biggest plot hole problem. Yeah, no, I was I was pleasantly surprised that it, it subverted my expectation with them being like the big bad, and they weren't really. They kind of were, but they weren't. They weren't, they weren't the problem. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's bigger problems going on, buddy. Like, get out they of were here. Not driving the conflict really at all. Like they were just. I think they were just really trying to figure out the conflict. Like they're trying to take advantage. Oh, before uh, we leave the first act, though, I did notice that this game. It just from uh, Kevin. You you remember watching Doctor Who? Uh, yes, I watched a couple of the seasons, probably till like season. Eight. You've you've seen like all of David Tennant though, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I missed a couple episodes here and there, but just before he like dies and becomes the next Doctor. Whoa, hey, go watch that. There's like this uh, Waters of Mars episode where he goes to Mars and. There's like these evil things. Oh, I guess the water from Mars that possesses the people, yeah. and yeah. and when I'm playing the game in the beginning, I'm like, this game feels way too familiar. I've seen this all before, and then I'm like, oh, it's exactly like Doctor Who, but only the first part of the game, not with any of the weird dreamer stuff. Where's Dave Tennant? <laughs> It's basically he's on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blood monster from Halo. Blood monster from Halo. You mean the uh, the flood guy? Yeah. The, oh. Me exactly. I was like, oh, this is like the flood from. Halo. Like, like the flood prophet guy, or like the. No, when you're in the. They do look a lot like the flood <laughs> from Halo. Is that, is that, <laughs> that big that big pink guy? Got full pink one, huh? Is that so? Yeah, chapter- he should- he shows yeah, up the water plant. The water plant is the end of chapter one. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Like, uh, uh, the end of chapter three was the water plant? No, chapter one. Chapter, oh, chapter act, act one. one. I don't know how it is. Act yeah, whatever. one. Uh, well, part yeah, one. one. <laughs> well, I, well, we're also skipping the part where uh, we had to mess with the satellites. Because the satellites kind of pissed me off a little bit, too. Because I was uh, like... The, the solar panels or the satellites? The solar panels, yeah, it was solar oh, yeah. panels. But like, uh, at first, I thought I was doing it the right way. Then I felt I kept on turning it left to right. Then I found out that you can go up and down with it. So yeah, pretty bad on me. Yeah, oh yeah. Part, oh, I, I took that battery out of the last one and I couldn't figure out what I did wrong. And I put it back in and then take parts go and I take it back out and I'm like, I don't understand. And I, just I did that too. Oh, I tried because I, I was convinced yeah. that that was yeah, part of the game. Yeah, that was yeah. gonna be one of the puzzles that you would have like a battery. Then you put a battery in one door and then you go through the door to get another battery. I was so ready for that to be like a thing throughout the game that I yeah I yeah. immediately took it out and I was, I was like, trying oh, to hold that battery and they're like, yeah. no. Did you put the battery in the mining machine? That didn't work. No, I didn't do that. No, I, I, I did it. I did it. And I'm just like, it doesn't it's work. It's like, you can't do anything. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I conveniently did the satellite part, like, flawless, or the solar panel, sorry, um, pretty flawlessly, just because I was like, oh, well, here's the first panel. And then I got distracted and went downstairs anyways to that labs, took the battery, went back up and did the other two panels. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to do these. <laughs> and then that's that was on point, the way. Uh... Yeah, but that's the part where I drop, drop but down. But you still have to head. adjust the uh, satellite panels and still go up to the top of the hill and activate the relay. Yeah, I think I so. dropped on the relay when you climb all the way up that really tall ladder. Yeah. 
but I don't remember dying from fall damage. I think I got lucky. I didn't die from fall damage until Act Three, but I'll get. I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that shit. <laughs> no, I, no, you can die from like Act One in uh, fall damage because I'm like, oh, what does this do? Oh, I died. I was trying to go fast, and I tried to go. I'm like, well, I can take the elevator. That seems slow. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. The greenhouse is that part of Act One or? Yeah, it's Act One. The water. The water land. Yeah. The water reclaiming. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that was a very interesting point in the game where it starts to get really horrifying, too, because uh, you're starting to do these puzzles and like basically you're finding out that there's a uh, black goo or organic matter coming from somewhere in a lab in the greenhouse. Like who tests their stuff in a greenhouse like uh, scientifically? biological dangers in a greenhouse right by the greenhouse where you grow all your food so the lady it made it seem like the lady was like a bio like genetic engineer or some kind of yeah the Ru the russian lady she was like a botanist right yeah it seems like she was, uh... some kind of... she was saying like she combined two organisms together and you find the perfect life form yeah, yeah no she, you could tell she was crazy tomatoes plus humans equals you know narolethotep from H.P. Lovecraft's, you know, books. Well, I mean, uh, she adds that secret killer factor, too. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the attack of the killer tomatoes. So it was just a tree growing inside the greenhouse, and it was spreading throughout the whole base. But the interesting thing about that was it seems like it was already in Mars, and it, that was another foreshadow. I don't know where she got the samples from she got the samples from somewhere it was like an excavated site so it wasn't the tomatoes no like she started the test on it and that was the whole point of the game because uh well you, i it... go ahead michael i was gonna say i thought she created the tree no yeah that's, that's the vibe i got that's the vibe I got, too. Because I thought what it was was she or maybe the Orochi company found some secret alien technology. Well, not necessarily technology, but like some she weird tried. unknown. Uh, what's the she didn't create the thing? Um, element. It. And they called it that Z pathogen or something. Yeah. And then she used the Z pathogen in her botany and it created those the the mangrove tree yeah and then it and evolved on its own she, yeah and i thought that's what she meant with like the combining of the organisms because like that got mended the human i think she was yeah. studying with it but she actually found it from the excavation site i think they found the pathogen yeah i think that's right and then she, like, yeah and then she used re did research with it combining it like, I, I, I know, like, it also has a scientific view in this game, but when you go further into the game, the tree was always there. Like, I, think, it, I think it just grew deep. Uh, no, because uh, it, it kind of gets a little weird in the story because it it kind of goes into a more of a, uh, a scientific form of sense of the game and a spiritual sense of the game and a... Uh, can't think of the word right now. A uh, gets uh, gets ethereal definitely towards the end, and then it kind of abandons a lot of the impact that science seemed to be having. By the yeah, end. like it's kind of like I, I get that it kind of transitions more to like in the ether, like this yeah. is always bigger than like man. Yeah, yeah, that's 
exactly. And that's so. a typical theme for HP Lovecraft type books. That was an aspect of it that was kind of interesting because I thought it was always going to go in a way where it, um, what's, yeah, it, it seemed like it was going to kind of have a balance of the two or have some. Right. I was feeling the same about, thing. Like, man well, fucking it, up. Well, no, it completely dropped into like, like the, uh, a weird spiritual world. I like the puzzles in the greenhouse where you had to, uh, like pull out like the water receptionist or the water tanks out of each panel and put them back in because when i first did that i put them back in i'm like oh, why isn't it working a little math puzzle yeah, yeah. That, was, <laughs> yeah. that was a nice little cherry I, i'm i'm watching my uh replay of it right now and i'm looking at myself being a total idiot because before i even put them in i'm like messing with the dial even though i have nothing to go off of <laughs> yeah but he says it he, like the character says it for you in the game like as a puzzle he's like i need to turn off the sprinklers manually and it's just like what? What does that mean? And that I was like, me out later. I was like, like dialing everything. I'm like, what do I have to do? And I'm just like, I look up. I'm like, oh, already. Treats you like shit, dude. Like that whole first act, except for that one dude. Yeah, Declan. Declan. Homie, Declan. Declan's Declan. like your only bro, and everyone else is like, just do your fucking job, man. <laughs> I'm like, what are you gonna do? Fire me? Like, you're gonna fucking send me home off Mars? We're on uh, Mars, dude. It's another uh, thing I did wanna I did wanna briefly mention. Um, just first person adventure game protagonist as far as they go. Um, Sean Newhart, the protagonist from Moons of Madness. Shane. Uh, was it Shane? I thought it was Sean. It's total so unlike like Ethan Winters or anyone like that like he's the guy from Resident Evil 7 or like um, just some of the more like kind of passengers I feel like he was talking a lot and it wasn't as much fun I don't know yeah. how you guys feel about that I don't Is know if you like your first person protect? silent protagonist to be quiet but well, like, uh, like basically in like Half-Life like where he never talks yeah, there was too much levity. I feel like him and Declan were like being a little too chipper. Like even like halfway through Act Two, they were still being like a little too broy. Well, yeah, in, like in terms, we do talk to ourselves, and it didn't make like the character was crazy in certain situations. So, but like uh, he was talking to people and he talked to himself. But I think it was more of a talk through the get the character yourself through the game because some of the puzzles did get a little confusing and you would be running around and he would give you a hint to add it yeah i felt yeah. like they could have given that to you there's almost always like a terminal or something that makes noise they yeah just have the machine go you have to balance the capacitors before the machine will turn on or something and well that way no they would have kind of ruined that game in a way because there was like three aspects of voices in your head and uh your buddies also did it but we'll get into that a little bit more later because the voices also does have a big part of the play in the game a little bit later in the other act. Like I said, I just think Shane talked a little too much. Yeah, no, I agree with he you. Took, he took yeah. me out of the urgency of the moment sometimes. He was a little too, <laughs> a little too bro -y. But, like, uh, I don't know, but, okay, like, so... It's, it's all preference. You can, you can have a different... No, 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 you're probably right, but, like, uh, 
I just want to like the complete like how you know how like you basically turn off the water sprinklers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically you look down and just like see like this light glowing and this weird thing move well, you don't see it, just you see light glowing and it's just like, uh, what is that down there? I really don't want to go down there. Like it, it did create a, a suspenseful atmosphere of like, okay, it's turned the like increase on a horror game. Uh, I don't want to go down there. What's down there? But, like, I guess when you do the puzzle, uh, to, uh, fix the water recliner, basically when you turn that switch on, oh, man, that was a scary moment right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, rat ratcheted up as you were going around looking for shit. Around, like, uh, basically, well, uh, it's probably not spoiling it because we're going to talk about it, like, eventually. Yeah, it's fine. But, I think the spoiler wheels are off. I don't, I don't think we're going to... Yeah, but I, I love how that... It, the thing comes up and it gives it a title like a like a book title the thing yeah. of the mist it, it, you're just like uh run basically you're running run made that sequence feel big got its own little kind of bumper title it, bumper there the, the things get killed by uh jumping out of the 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 floor trap a little too early what yes what, what the, trap floor, the trap no. floor. I, didn't, I didn't have that issue no, I don't have that issue. I fixed my microphone. Oh, oh wow. Oh, it's coming in, it's coming in real hot. I'm going to bring yeah. it Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's really loud. Okay. Uh, am I coming in good now? Yeah, it sounds good. I got you at like a 60%. It's perfect. Uh, all right, it looks balanced with everyone. Oh, yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to play Moons of Madness, Josh? No, I haven't. Been okay. busy. That's the, that's the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Michael's been keeping me up to date. Okay. Yeah, if you have any... Uh, if you have any observations because we are kind of connecting it to other games that are like it so feel free to chime in sounds like uh amnesia the dark descent to me a little bit yeah and that's one of the things that kind of and as we're getting into act two act two is a little bit more active um there's a lot more like kill conditions uh, especially with that last fight in the greenhouse kind of as the transition like shit kind of starts to chase you now yeah, you kind of do die with the thing in the mist if you yeah. do make a wrong turn and i and i that is one of the problems i have with the game just it's it's right in that zone between walking simulator and like alien isolation resident evil 7 actual survival horror it's like right in the middle uh because there's shit that will kill you and there's like tense gameplay at times but it's like kind of sporadic and inconsistent and it never yeah really you like sometimes i do agree with you right there in because like yeah. Sometimes you can be a little naive about like the game's mechanics and like when you're in like somewhat in a dangerous situation in that act, like don't mess around because it can kill you. But appear like to like alien isolation and Resident Evil Seven, it seemed like you always had to be on your guard because you were being chased down constantly in that yeah. game. And it was like pressurized. And there's some satisfaction in those gameplay loops, um, like from dodging stuff. I never got any like satisfaction from this game. I just got the only satisfaction or like the story oxytocin release I got from this game was fucking uh, completing puzzles. I didn't get anything from this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just basically a simple game that if you basically had the time to do, which didn't take a lot of time to do, you could do it. It wasn't I overwhelming. Yeah, I wish it would have gone full walking simulator, honestly, because uh, as we get into Act 2, the final part of Act 2, I, I, we can talk about it later, but um, 
since we could do the first bit, because I really like the first bit of Act 2, where you first kind of descend into, like, the Abyss-type zone, where it seems, like, subterranean and there's tentacles everywhere. Oh, yeah, like, like, that's a well, cool place. It really doesn't go like that. You just you head up to the satellite station, and basically, when you, like, walk out, you just pass out, and then you go into the dream world. Well, before we get to Act 2... Uh, let's talk about um, jump scares for Act 1, right? I, I thought there was only, like, one, right? I yeah. felt there was only one as well, but that's it because the, the first, the very first one didn't really get me, which was the cake one. No, there was one before the cake. Was there? When you what? open the door with the crowbar, there's there's a shadow that flies by. Uh, no, that was the dream. And, yeah, that was the dream. The very first dream was, I guess. I didn't get godded. Well, maybe we need to talk about our video settings first, because I didn't even see <laughs> that shadow i got things i got things set to like what they recommend where you if you can see this image your screen's too bright and i'm like fine i just won't be able to see anything then <laughs> i think but i too about that because i was like i turned the brightness all the way up i always just can't see yeah i i tried to just listen to them but yeah totally. it, so that that one was a jump scare for you then eh, kevin the shadow right before the cake i mean i would say it was a, a jump scare or an atmospheric like it was kind of like, set in the mood it's happening or like chris said like a foreshadow you know it, it was the setup to a jump scare where it like puckers the butthole <laughs> yeah. it really doesn't it get, like, get get you jumping i feel like those setups though actually get me ready so i don't jump but i don't know some games do it really good like five nights at freddy's where it's like your butt is always puckered so yeah. like you know it's scared. coming but it doesn't help well yeah. <laughs> exactly. in isolation my butt was always puckered in that game i'm just like eh. and that's that's kind of one of the like i said the things of this game i feel like it never goes full terror i don't think i was ever like that unsettled i was like constantly like interested and, yeah like, vaguely uncomfortable but i never got like full yeah PT i think that's thing. why they like <laughs> yeah, yeah. a sci-fi adventure horror game and i'm just like adventure yeah you're gonna have adventures with horrors it's like it's as really horrifying horrible. as dead by daylight uh, <laughs> which well, isn't that horrifying that bad and i know i quote alien isolation a lot for like my most top 10 horror game that i've ever played because i have beat that game in nightmare mode and i was terrified of that game and i never played it since after that can i mention that i was playing on the hardest difficulty i, I was, was playing also playing on the hardest and easiest difficulty yeah. i was playing on the yeah, easiest yeah, yeah you guys are making fun of me <laughs> i think i was like probably drinking a little too much that night I'm like oh difficulty what so for for disclosure we asked everyone what difficulty they played it on chris they played it on the hardest there's no option there's no difficulty we I loved when I beat Alien Isolation on Nightmare Mode and I got the special cutscene. Wasn't that cutscene cool, Chris? Uh, what cutscene did you get? Ah, the special one. The, you know, <laughs> the, the nightmare, nightmare one. Nightmare no, don't the spoil nightmare... it for me. I don't think I got the Nightmare one. Oh. Well, I did get the Nightmare, but I don't think there's a special scene. Or... Oh, see? He didn't take the bait. There isn't. I used oh. to get people with that all the time. But actually, there is. No, like, basically, no. <laughs> it's just... 
you survive. Uh, you get the achievement, the survivor. The scene, the scene comes in your nightmares. No, no, I thought you're gonna die at the end. Okay, well, well anyway, let's back. get back to Moons of Madness. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to talk about the jump scare at the end of Act One, and. It's. I, I think we're probably all agreeing on the same part. It's where you're, the thing in the mist shows up and you're running away from it. And there's a part where you come up to a door and you try and open the door, but you yeah, can't. I tried opening it twice. And that that's one of the parts where I kind of felt the same as Shane in that moment, which again, his name is Shane and not Sean. Um, where he's like, he's saying like, come on, come on, come on. Cause I'm like, also like, come on, freaking come on, open up. And then it doesn't open up. So you have to turn and think you're going the other way. And that's when the thing in the mist pops out from the corner. And that's when it got me. I don't remember oh. that. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't know happened. if that one always happens. Cause I don't feel like I got that one. I got that one. It does happen. I don't, I don't remember trying a door. I remember running through and then awesome. there's that part where you crouch and there's the two corridors and you go down one and then it starts like coming at you and then you go back. And, uh, yeah, mine definitely killed me by coming out of the grate. Wait, wait. So did, did you guys like take different paths or? I didn't know there was like, different uh, paths. I feel like there, are, there might be different ways. Like there might just be like if you hit a certain point at a certain time, he'll cut you off. Like if you're going a little faster. Because, wait, wait, okay. Yeah. Because the door was closed and I had to go through it to fall down into the grates below. I think it's one of those types, the context-based. And I thought, you know what was really scary? Uh, I don't know if you guys took the vent. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to take the vent. Yeah, I think the vent you have to take. I think from what not, you like... I was talking about, where you go down one? I don't I'm, know. I'm actually re-watching my replay right now, and I'm not seeing any other path to take. Like, when the doors happen, like... After the doors happen, you have to take the vents. And basically, one time I took the wrong vent, and I slowly start to see the thing of the mist come out of the vent. And I'm just backing up slowly. I'm like, oh, I'm so screwed. So I just turn around and take the other way around the vent and, like, get out. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what you're supposed to do in that part. Yeah. Oh, no, no, there was two pathways, but you like I I think I, think I took you die the wrong... if you take the other one. No, I slowly backed away. From what I can tell, all pathways are blocked by the the uh, the roots of the tree or whatever it is. Yeah, but I think if you go the way Alex was describing, that he like back he turned around. Like if you go that way for too long, he'll eventually catch up to you, and then you can't go to the actual path because he'll like block you off, right? So okay, there was two paths in the vents. I took that path, and I saw him, and I turned around and took the other path. So yeah. You like, can pick the first one and then add it back up. Yeah. Okay, so you just went right when you saw it, because when it shows those two vents that are right next to each other, it shows the creature crawling by. Yeah. And then it kind of makes you assume that you have to go to the vent next to it, but then when you look at that vent, the creature's right there, so you turn around and you go back to the first vent. Like, he was, like, slowly walking at me. I'm like, oh, time to turn around. I just went down one and I saw him, and then I went down the other one. I think they're just forcing you to take one path at that point. Yeah, yeah, and then when you like come out from the other vent, he's right there, and you have to turn around and like run out. Sounds about right. Well, that was Act One. Uh, does anyone else have anything else to say about Act? That's when the, really the, 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 the... <laughs> like the entire what? time you're like, "Hey, this is not cool," and everyone's like, eh. "Yeah, but if we just get the water back on, I mean, like it won't be unlivable." <laughs> yeah, I, don't... I think everyone was probably <laughs> freaking out from their dreams. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably because everyone was aware of the witch. Yeah, and the dreams. Yeah, it's probably time to go down to Act Two because 
I thought that was the only interesting aspect of Act One was the thing of the mist. Um, so we'll go on to Acts Act uh, Two. The uh, like Chris said, you kind of, your character kind of goes to sleep, and then you're in the my favorite area of the game, the kind of underground or be love hardcore Lovecraft zone. I thought thought that section was really cool, like the like kind of half Victorian buildings that were like all overgrown or like washed out just rocks and shit i thought the whole aesthetic for that part of the game was pretty cool how you guys felt about it wait like i think the only thing i can remember about act two because i'm a little confused how the acts were working even though i went through the games mm -hmm. like uh after thing of the mist you just go you go to the satellite station the warn and as soon as you get out of your uh rover uh, you just basically walk a few steps and you pass out and you go into the dream world, right? Yeah, that that part. But yeah, I don't even know if like it shows you passing out. I think it's kind of you no, know, yeah. Because well, what happens is when you when you leave the thing in the mist area, you get in your rover and it kind of it fades out. It fades out to black and it fades back, presumably hours later, however long it takes. But then you walk out of your rover and there it's the eerie cave of madness yeah right away madness right there so like yeah uh, that had some which was very cool uh, like i said favorite part aesthetically of the game caves of madness pretty, pretty fun zone lots of lots of uh cool interactables i liked a lot of the um written down the files and stuff in that area were pretty cool nice cryptic zone Matt thought it was aesthetically pleasing yeah, oh, yeah and those tentacles i guess i don't know why there was like tentacles waving around but yeah uh basically yeah there was tentacles in there yeah but could you die yeah some... you can die them <laughs> yeah probably like, the wrong yeah there's some that will kill you if you just like continue to run into them and don't like react. basically you have to like oh yeah 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 stare them down and focus and be like be gone satan which reminded me of the um the winged angels from doctor who um, yeah. or Slenderman. <laughs> or Slenderman. No, but that part, those things were creepy. I must say, I was constantly, I was probably looking behind myself way more often than I needed to because I could hear the slithering. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm that like, was, oh man. That was also another great aspect of the game was the sound quality and a point where you can hear like creepy stuff creeping, but it really wasn't there. Oh, it was there. Oh. Some of the stuff, yes, and some of the stuff, no. I like, just... It felt like the game was just trying to push you to, like, get out of the situation. That's it. Well, I wanted to stay in that situation for as long as possible. Well, yeah, then nothing would probably ever happen, but... This is my world. Oh, Unless yeah. you're meeting the tentacles, like, yeah, I guess the tentacles would just, like, like splash some, like, uh, veiny stuff in your, like, face and just, like, devour you. What's up, Alex? Oh yeah, like if you miss something and you have to backtrack and backtrack again, since you move at the speed of smell. <laughs> yeah, I think I had to backtrack a couple times in this area with when you start dealing with like those orbs and stuff. Yeah, that was part of the puzzles. Just yeah, going I, I back missed and forth. the one above in that one part. So yeah. I backtracked to that other spot and was like, I oh, love charge it here and then I walked back at least twice. And then I was like, oh, it's just above me. What about that puzzles where you have to look through all the doors and just like look through a tiny peak and you're just like, 
Oh, I activated the orbs through no. all four of those ports. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Oh. Except the only one that he missed at first was the top one. Because yeah. he was like, oh, you guys like, oh, well, this is familiar. And I was like, okay, well, I got to activate three of them. And you activate the two, they get you there, and then one in there. And I was like, well, that's three. Job done. Right, because the even the even the pedestal only has two things going to it. Yeah, I almost I almost reset there. <laughs> I like couldn't. I, I had no idea there was shit behind the door. <laughs> I was just standing there like, uh, do I take this over to the other thing to charge it, or where do I put it? And then I realized that there were the two more. Yeah, I mean, cool. good good little good little problem solving. And like I said, not like not like a puzzle, quote unquote, but definitely like problems to be solved. And that's kind of the engine of the game kind of keeps you moving forward. That was satisfying. And then Are from there, I think it goes to like the uh, like the the house, right? The like with the laundry room. And the yeah, once room. you yeah. Let's see, pretty sure. Oh, just... And like, you know, what's also funny about that uh, when you're activating the orbs, when you get popped out with uh, I guess you're getting mugged by the uh, the astronaut, the psychological astronaut. Yeah, yeah, astronauts. You make the really loud noise, and the door slams open, and you're like, well, thank you. Very well, good. the first astronaut grabs you, <sighs> and he's trying to pull you in. And then, I, I guess after you complete those puzzles, the astronauts are slowly walking towards you, which did create a little bit of a vibe of a scary moment. I didn't look behind me. I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it did have that... A little bit of suspense, just not as fast, just slow, just run. There's an achievement you can unlock right when you get to the basement too, where uh, there's like the pool of water and the yeah, electricity. I did, I, did that. I did that for sure. I did not do that. <laughs> I didn't and do it. I'm actually going to talk about that. I think I like accidentally found like a glitch in the game. Oh. Because um, I opened the door to the back with like the periodic table puzzle uh-huh um and i think when you do that it checkpoints that you've already picked up all the pictures because i opened that door i'd only picked up one of the pictures for the next puzzle where you have to like put them in order and mm. then i electrocuted myself and when i respawned i had all six pictures in my inventory like i'd already picked them up oh that's uh, convenient so yeah i think that solved uh, another puzzle for me on accident they, <laughs> they figured you would grab all the pictures on your way to solving that puzzle i guess yeah, kind of sequence broke it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I had to go like, back after I opened the door. I'm like, well, I, I know I need all five pictures or whatever. So that's what I went to do, and then I accidentally. Well, I didn't accidentally. <laughs> I just thought I could walk around the part of it that was wet, and then I actually looked at the room. I'm like, oh, it's actually there's water everywhere. It's all around. <laughs> I thought it was just a puddle. I tried to shimmy, did not work. I played yeah. with that monkey way too much, thinking it was gonna Me do too, something. I played as a monkey five times. Same with I the rocket the ship in the beginning. I really, <laughs> I really thought the monkey was like supposed to uh, protect you from like, I don't know, dreamers, because there were dreamers floating around in the uh, the basement. Yeah. Like I don't know what they were, but the, you know, like the stealthy ninja-looking dreamers. Yeah. No, I think. But, I mean, we'd probably just call them dreamers. Like uh, I guess the monkey, monkey did nothing. Even though I was playing with it every time. I know that. You didn't get the secret ending. <laughs> there is no secret ending in the game. There, there is a bad ending. There's two endings, yeah. There's yeah, two there's endings. A... Which one would you... Oh, we get no ending. Yeah, well, uh, but um, anyways, uh, so you get out of that spot. Like I said, I, I thought that was a, one of the more 
interesting areas that, like I said, I sequence broke it on accident, but apart from that, it was actually one of the funner parts, and aesthetically, it was kind of fun to have no. what well, you did anyone mixed with, like, the domestic. That, well, that, that, that part of the game was based on puzzle upon puzzle upon puzzle. There was, like, three puzzles upon that part of the game, I felt like. Ah, uh, was there... Yeah. Oh, no. I think there's like two. Right? No, yeah, you open the door and there's two inside. You open the door, then you have to uh, go back and find the signs and like put the signs. In oh, right. I forgot that, that the one where the things glow. Because like I was just like, that was just naturally happening as I was moving my mouse around. I was like, and oh. You know what? I <laughs> That's noticed... the part that took me forever. I was completely like. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> like uh, when you were playing with that rocket ship toy. And uh, when you're putting the, uh, the the pictures in place, that was also another sign of foreshadow too. I looked at the periodic table way too long because I was like, <laughs> I, before I even knew about the puzzle, I was just looking. I'm like, wow, they really got all the elements here. Sort of brilliant. And I just started reading the elements. <laughs> like, oh, Seaborgium. Interesting. Two six nine has the um. Yes. So that, that section of the game was pretty good. I, like I said, the first half of Act 2, I think, was pretty generally solid. I liked it a lot. Yeah, there's there's a good oh, jump scare there, too, right? Yeah, yeah, the, that was the one that that was the one that got me the best of all the ones in the game. And oh, same go here. Into, you go into the you go into the periodic table room, and then when you turn when you exit, leave, yeah, yeah, you get jump scared. That one got me the best of all the jump scares in the game. That one definitely was the one that actually got me. <laughs> oh, when you turn around and try to leave the door. Yeah, yeah. That one, I, that one I thought me. I had to stay in there. I thought the, because of that happened, I was like, well, I can't go that way. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, I, I guess I'll just try again. And I will say that after I respawned, I thought that I had already set the trigger for that. And then it happened again and it got me kind of. <laughs> I have myself recorded reacting to it. And yeah, I jump, I jump back pretty. My, my eyes get wide. But then I just walk through the door. Like I'm literally just wide for like half a second. Then I walk through the door like nothing happened. Yeah, it definitely didn't last. <laughs> I mean, so. like, when the game does shit like that, usually like you take a little bit of damage. And I'm like, well, I took damage, so I can't go that way because reasons. I feel like at this point in the game, I hadn't died yet, so I was feeling pretty invincible through most things. That's true. It wasn't yeah. until like. I don't know, towards the end of the second act or the third act that I started dying because I started getting impatient. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if I could just run past this. Is there nope. anything else between uh, that section of the game and the robot? There's the sabotage satellite right after you get out of that basement dream. <laughs> like, basically, right when you get out of the basement, like, you do the satellite mission, which was, like, the whole point before you enter the dream world again. You get communications back and everyone's like, hey! But I did like how you had to, like, uh, go through aspects of fighting how to, like, work the satellite for 100% communication oh, yeah. relay. I was dumb at one part with that satellite puzzle. Just because at the end it's like, press T to talk, and I didn't press T. I didn't, because you had to wait, you had to wait, like, a second for it to show up, and I was impatient, I just left. And I'm like, well, where, how do I communicate? Man, so I looked around the room. <laughs> and then I went back, and it's like, oh, press T. 
that part that's when the game i feel like once you got to the dream world the game started getting really interesting though to where i started looking around more because there's like the stacks of rocks and then you read all the entries about the witch or whatever moving the rocks well but like after you get out of the satellite i like that part too like uh, it sounds like you were being hunted down in the sandstorm and like when you like get down to the bottom you're just like dude where's my car following your car because your car wasn't there originally you have to, oh uh, yeah you have to run you have to through run the sandstorm car. well you have to stay in the light too because for some reason i guess i don't know the darkness was trying to kill you Beings from dust. Like, so you, you just move from light source to light source, yeah. Yeah. The part was cool. Oh, that's where I parked my car. Like once you close the doors, it's pretty neat. Cause you like see them, three of them walking towards you, and your guys like fuck, close, close, fucking shit. I can't put air. And then I suffocated cause my character failed to put air in. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I probably used too much oxygen throughout that game because I'm like, I probably need oxygen. Anytime I saw an oxygen tank, I just used it. I was kind of hoping that would work. There'd be a little more like oxygen deprivation sections where you kind of had to solve a puzzle under some no. type of duress, but it really never materialized. Well, apparently yeah. you can survive for quite some time without oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the iron long run. Yeah. So that was funny. Like, I think you, like, sprinted, like, 300 meters across the base and just got in there. Yeah. All right, so are we going to the next We're skipping over the satellite. I don't think anything interest too interesting happened during the satellite part, though, huh? No. I feel like the most interesting part to me was the rocks being stacked. You're like, hmm. I'm like, oh, this nice. is kind of a neat, a neat story. Let me read this guy's journal. The next... The next section is a lot more interesting once you start reading all the. Yeah, but uh, you know what? You, you learn. You introduces that Lucas. Yeah, but, character. Wait, so was Lucas in charge? Who was in charge <laughs> of the satellite? Was it Lucas or somebody else? Because it felt like everybody was disappearing slowly. I think Declan was originally in charge. He was put there. And he's like, I can't, can't take it anymore. <laughs> And then once, yeah, once all that shit started going down, he went back to base with the commander, here's Josie your, girl. Here's your nice note. He's like, hey, hey, boo, going back to base. Kisses. Declan's journal, like, he's, he's, oh. it's, it, it was one of the cooler parts of the game, I thought, because oh. you realized that all the people that you've been having, like, these normal conversations with are also going through They're going shit. through that crazy. Kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was, that, I liked that. That was. So you're like, I'm not the only one. Oh. Yeah. Neat. Interested about it. I was, I was like, oh, I wonder if these other characters are like unraveling and how it's going to play in. It really didn't that much, but <laughs> yeah, I was, I was intrigued. And then you get the. Is it the third act when they're underground? Is that count as third act? No, or I think it's that's the still whole, part of second, second act. act I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Second act was very long. Yeah, you, yeah. You learn a lot of interesting stuff at the end, which is the, pretty cool. Happens all kind of in the latter right. half of the second act. Well, yeah, let's see. The plant, the plant area, right? Is that next? Yeah, the next part is you go back and you're inside. You kind of read about Lucas's files and you're inside of his, his lab and he's like talking about how he developed a poison to deal with the plants. I actually I like, like that puzzle. The poison puzzle. Yeah, I liked it too. Puzzle. I felt a little stupid at the beginning <laughs> because it's like, oh, I got to find a way to balance these. And I just saw like the huge circle where you get the poison from. And I'm like, do I need to put something there to balance it? What does it mean? All I just did was <laughs> I had to find six single ones to put in here so that I can get the whole thing to run. <laughs> well, no. I, I, <laughs> you just I, run around the whole like, lab. Two two. 
that's that's that was that's, the actual solution. That's, I was yeah. looking around for more vials because I'm like, maybe there's some that just have nothing and I can just balance it out. I yeah, yeah, I looked around too, and then and then for the one where the solution is three, I thought, well, I'm, there must be another one I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> of me. Like I can just put that in like a triangle. One that's what I thought at first, but I think the triangle part clicked before I even left the thing. I was like, oh wait, no, I can just do this. Yeah, that I, was. I, that, wait, that was right next to the computer though. That was. <laughs> yeah, but it was like kind of funny what happens to Lucas when you open the door. You're just you like, think that's funny, Chris. You think that's funny? That was a man. He's dead now. No, because it's based on true it's... stories. No, because when it's you start the documentary, you... <laughs> the Norwegian film institute paid documentary. Yeah. I don't. When you start to like read the files of the other characters, you don't feel too bad about Lucas because Lucas was kind of a dick. It seemed like he was just a stoner. He had problems, mm-hmm. but we all have problems, Chris. And he's like he not man. like his problems, dude. Speak for yourself. Okay, well I would <laughs> I would explain that because like his profile was mentioned in earlier into the game. You're like, oh wow, Lucas was actually not that great of a guy. But yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, it still sucked how he died, though. Those things around him show up and are never talked about or brought up, except for, like, the end, towards the end. What, the, uh, dreamers? Yeah, and they just kind of, they, they don't do anything to you. They're just kind of... That's true. They don't do anything to you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, once you leave, once those astronauts disappear, you're like, all right, don't see you until I actually get to the third act, and still not really scared scary at that point <laughs> i was like whatever it's kind of like I, I feel like the game had a good like horror pacing in comparison to like class just traditional horror films where um the beginning is very suspenseful and then as the game goes on it kind of becomes like action-packed and you yourself are like just kind of like let's fucking go let's good. let's deal with these i don't even care i'm not even afraid of you anymore let's go they have to keep throwing more and more enemies at you to escalate yeah. the game and then you end up it ends up turning into an action game by default by the end, which this wait, game wait, doesn't wait, do. Wait, basically, like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, when you get a gun in Resident Evil, like, yeah, any Resident, all the Resident Evils literally do that. The lab <laughs> segments in the first two all bring it on compared to the rest of the games where it's thoroughly atmospheric and actually makes you gather resources. And then by the end, it's just a complete, like, oh, I, have, I have the things to deal with this now. <laughs> yeah, but the game, like, got a lot. Like, there weren't, like, any jump scares at the end of the game, I feel like. They're just like, hey, you gotta run. (laughs) No, but the end of the game was foreshadowed. Sure. um, That's where it goes back into the basement. The basement foreshadows it, the end of the game. Did anyone else test, like, how fast they could run in this game? Like, Uh, you know how they have the exploding plants? You run faster at the end when you're running from shit. I don't know why. It totally <laughs> move faster, and it was bothering me. Why am I moving faster now? Why is this my default move speed? Uh, and a spacesuit. You're in a spacesuit, and you're running stupid fast. Oh, we get. We still got to talk about the plant poison and killing the Yeah. Yeah, that uh, closest thing to a boss fight in the game, right? The yeah, region. pretty much. Yeah. That earlier segment where you get grabbed and you just kind of can't do anything. I was like. Well, good time events aren't a thing, and then it was like... And then no, you like, have to look at it. <laughs> That's the thing, you have to look at it. It's a telltale it. game quick time event where you have to look. And then I just completely, look. like, missed the trigger, and she was just kind of, like, out, and I was just kind of standing there, and I was like, all right, 
and then you walk yeah. up to her, and then it triggers. I did run past like, her. Yeah, the second time when yeah. I just like all, I ran past her. I was trying to go to the pod to inject the pod, and it wouldn't let me inject the pod until I got grabbed by her. So I had to turn around. <laughs> well, so that was a little rough. Didn't you like pretty much like throw a crowbar into her face? Yeah, you like stab her through the mouth with a crowbar. And she doesn't die? Yeah, to kill her though. They end up just injecting the poison in the, the huge boil on her head or whatever. I was say, not as hot as her picture. Yeah, she she looked a lot better in that photo. They're like, whoa, this was I... that pretty? Get out of here. What happened? Same thing with your mom on the back of the books. Yeah. You're like, oh, and then Much you more photogenic. <laughs> yeah, I stared at those books like for a while. Like their team and their modeling team was like, you can't do that. Here's what you get. And they're just like, all right. And you go yeah, and then uh, the then you drop down. Secret lab. Yeah, you go, you read about Tina's cameras. Yep. Were you able to fight the robots? Oh, I fought can... the very first robot. I think I fought and the very first one, one too. It's the only one you can Basically, fight. Basically, okay. You think that you can totally fight them. But okay, you yeah. Totally fight them. You can shrug them off or just like take a beating from them, like LAP. I don't understand why it lets you get two hits because in that hallway. Thank you. Fucking thank you. Stupidest thing. Stupidest yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, there's like, no reason why, like, why can't it just be a game where if they grab you once, they kill you? Okay, uh, yeah, you guys were having Knock that you too. back and then instantly grab you again <laughs> in hallways where you can't run away from them. What the fuck's the point of making them grab you twice? Yeah, the uh, very... By far, least, <laughs> least favorite thing in the game. Like, pointless. Utterly pointless and, and just infuriating. Like, uh, the worst. Whole section was terrible. Just pointing the little cameras away. Everything about it was just, it, again, it's like that point in the game where it, it tries to add too much tension and it just it just falls completely flat. It should have just went full walking simulator. It tries to go like tense stealth section and it just completely shits. And then one time I had one grab me, he threw me away and I was out of his <laughs> sight range. The like, so he just turned around and walked away. Like I didn't move at all because I was like, oh, he's going to grab me again. And like he just turns around and walks away. Like, oh, this is all so good. And walk yeah. away. It was just that oh, that whole section. Like, I don't want to poo poo the game because I, I did like it overall, but that section was dreadful. Yeah, I got stuck on that camera part where you're like, you can, the door won't open and you can just grab and the you're, camera. And you're able to use the camera to hack into you the. You use the camera to the hack the thing. I'm like, why, why yeah. is this the thing? Like, just let me use my wrist. And that wasn't the point. Like, it was like a broken window where you can, like, go out instead of hacking with the camera. I kept There's the one you it. have to do to get the conveyor belt to work. Yeah, that, that, is that one true. you do have to use a camera to get to a terminal. Yeah. And then you have to also be careful of the other cameras. Yeah, and the of course the camera grab you again. And there's that one camera a little later on that you have to run through, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, like oh, yeah, my thing won't work. Yeah. But then you look down, and you see like an army of androids, and it's like, oh, this is going to be hard. But when you actually go through it, you're like, oh, this is easy. There's like three. <laughs> Three androids. You find the CEO's golden badge. Convenient. Oroki's badge like, is here. The what? CEO puzzles in that in that like big boardroom where you meet the dreamer or whatever. That was yeah. a pretty good uh that was a pretty good like puzzle with all the knobs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like oh, I just I, I lucked myself through it. Yeah. I'm like, alright, this is working. And like there's an actual like drawing of the completed yeah. puzzle. Like yeah. right above the puzzle, and it killed it for me at the end. Like right as I'm finishing it, I realized there's just a like exact replica of it, how to do it properly, like right above the field of view. I'm like, oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. I did not I notice that. that. Whole time. If, if you, you go like back to the yeah, the, so the the sound, light, and uh, like 
switch puzzle, that one, there's straight up a picture of and how then, to do it. Like right for the it. next puzzle, all you just had to do was look at the computer. Yeah, I was struggling with getting the the exact percentage on like mm -hmm. the, I don't know what it was. Well, yeah, I kept getting like 99. Yeah, I was like 101 yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> one of these knobs is gonna, and then I flipped the right knob and it just worked. And I'm like, all right. I didn't actually spend a lot of time. I, I feel like I got really lucky on that one. <laughs> because I'm like I didn't use any logic ripped off of it, so like, but you can luck it off. Yeah, you totally can push your way through it, and I I, I have that indictment for the very last quote unquote puzzle in the game. That everything what? has to be green puzzle. Yeah, that was <laughs> literally just easy. push switches. That's what I actually like, felt like. like. It's I'm so easy to be a yeah, astronaut. It's so easy to make one of those like it's You're like a very common go. puzzle where if you flip a certain switch, other switches go off. Like <laughs> yeah, on, like every game ever. Right, and for some reason. And they're just like, no, you have to turn the ball on, flip all the switches to on. <laughs> like, that's the last puzzle of the game, really. Yeah, that was kind of a disappointment. But again, the atmosphere and all that's the main draw of the game and all that stuff. Did anyone else try to walk towards the thing when, like, yeah. up against What's the computer and then the it thing? just starts damage? And you're like, I guess I just have to stand here like a dumb asshole. Did you walk towards it? Oh, the taking damage for the elevator thing, or yeah, like you push the, you grab, you go, you grab the guy's hand, you slap it on there. Oh yeah, no, I did that. I also. I was like, all right, well, this isn't working. It's not going fast enough. So clearly, I'm supposed to like run a different direction or something, or like juke him, and then you walk towards him, you take damage, and then you just walk backwards and just kind of stand there awkwardly. Really? So you didn't die from it? No, because like you move towards it, and then as you like go towards it, you just start taking damage. Like, I didn't walk all the way up to it. Like, I walked close enough, and then he went, ah! And I was like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was pretty uh, easy path game, in a way. That's that's not necessarily not. So there's plenty of games. Like I said, I think the I think the flow of it was the problem. The parts where it tries to be, it tries to introduce challenge, but it like introduces it like artificially. It's just like, hey, take longer to do this and wait because you have to you have to point a camera away. Just it literally just draws out certain parts and they're not. There's no real challenge. It's just annoying. Yeah. And then if you do die, you want to like you you're tempted to sprint through it and try to like get around it. Just yeah. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when I started dying. That's when I started getting impatient yeah i didn't die until the robots in the middle. yeah all right thing now wait so did anybody struggle with the uh computer password it, no it no, felt it was, like it was, it was pretty it was the only it was like word it's like the, uh, right behind you yeah you right, just you read it the Eden? thing Eden? and you're like Eden? no Eden. Eden? Eden? So. I, I, the only other thing I tried was I tried the uh, meeting time first. I tried the military timing, the meeting time, 0512. Oh. I did try that. I see the yeah, picture now. Yeah, said it's a four-letter <laughs> word, and I'm just like, oh, shit, I messed yeah, up. Yeah, that picture ruins the puzzle, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun puzzle, and you're like, oh, it's just like... Yeah. Um, I did have, I don't know when this part happened, but there was a, I think it was at the water place, there was a, um, a law, a terminal log where you have to get like a code and the person's like clearly like starting to lose their mind. So it's just like a bunch of gibberish and then the code. Yeah, the, the one where you gotta get his hand. Yeah, yeah, that was the one, right? And then um, that one reminded me of the Keeper's Journal from Resident Evil. Except it was, instead of being like a fun context thing and then seeing a thing about it, it literally just like gobbledy goobbledy goobbledy goo passcode. It was not, it was, it was a little disorganic. <laughs> just, it didn't create as much <laughs> dread as the one from Resident Evil. I love like int logs about like turning into the monster, but 
when it's strictly a means to getting a code, it kind of killed it. Yeah, I don't I don't think there was too much else to say on that part. Does anyone else? No, I mean, basically, you... after you do the puzzle, you just go into the dream world. Yeah. That's it. Again. That's when you, when you meet your mom, right? Well, you kind of have that. Well, yeah. Area, right? Your yeah, mom is actually, like, I guess when you go into the dream world, uh, you realize your mom is the witch. Which was my guess initially. Yeah, from like when they're just immediately like, yeah, your mom, she wrote all these books. So <laughs> crazy, she disappeared, huh? Yeah, weird. I remember reading her books. The logo actually got gave it away for me. Oh, and that's what I also wanted to like come mom. back to. In, oh. uh, Max, like when you read, like they have the updated NDA down there, if you read it, where they're just like, yeah, we can just like murder you and replace you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had, like, if you murder anyone, if you witness a murder, if you read this thing. <laughs> and that's when you pull up the file about Lucas and you actually found out that Lucas was like a homicidal maniac living in his house who kidnapped women who likes to beat them in his house. Lucas, Lucas wasn't a... He wasn't a maniac. He was just a a, a mailman. He, no, and the he, people picked on him too much when he no, was trying to deliver totally mail. Weird. They always said he was taking their mail. What? <laughs> no, no, he was a murderer. A heroin addict. He was, he was no. like a serial killer, right? Yeah, uh, Declan was a heroin addict. Or meth, or I don't know what drug it was. that you find people that can do these exact jobs. The only one that didn't really have any real problem was pretty much Shane. I mean, he went to therapy. I feel like that was all they had on him. Therapy with his uh, mom. Monster goes to therapy. What's weird that he uh, forgot that his name was initially Sean and changed it to Shane. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird drug. Yeah. Then strange. you go to therapy, and that's just kind of a cool little segment. Yeah, therapy, yeah was the therapy was fun. I liked being in the class because once I got in the classroom section, I'm like, oh, I want to know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. The gates of heaven. Sure. No, that is also wrong. The Mormons, they had it right. Oh, making sure all the uh, <laughs> equations checked out. Goodwill hunting the chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, that was just a cool little sequence, and then you meet your math. And she turned out to be the witch. I didn't actually start thinking she was the witch until the therapy uh, sessions. To be honest, the first time that you talk with Declan about her, and you're like, yeah, she just disappeared. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, okay. she's the witch. To yep. be honest, the witch had very little presence in my mind playing the game i almost immediately forgot that she was even a thing i i didn't even know the witch was the witch for the first jump scare i thought it was just a weird corpse thing i didn't realize it was <laughs> right. or anything. like it's some weird yeah. ghoul and then like as you kind of get through and you read all the things saying about about the witch. When you say can you help me and then it apparently turns out to be your mom i'm like what it's nice yeah it, was, it, was a, it, it, it made it gave it a meaning as far as it like I said, it wasn't really a twist, but it did make it more interesting. You kind of want her to not be a psycho and to actually be caring about her kid, but... And she, it turns out she like was just caring about her kid. I was a mama's boy. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't get mama's boy. No, I, I did the the other one first. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, uh, Oh, yeah, I got that one. Does he, what does he say? Marsa. <laughs> Mars sucks. Mars sucks. sucks. Then he blows. Yeah, yeah. He just launches a missile. Yeah. Not the ending. I know we t entirely skipped the the sand. Yeah. Sand Act thing. three is pretty short. Uh, the tremor sequence was great. Yeah. Uh, no, I tried to cheat, and apparently uh, you can't cheat. It just yeah, I got trucked by the tremors a couple times at the end, because <laughs> I'm like, well, tremors homage. Yeah, that was a fun. I one. thought that was pretty simple. 
And then you have a puzzle, and I was sitting there trying to do it, and I didn't realize you could but rotate, rotate them. Uh, the last one was, it took me a little bit of time with the rotating, because I'm like, this doesn't even look like that. And I just placed it down, and it was like, oh, I, got, I did it. And I'm like, it. oh, I thought there was a square in this one. I guess I was wrong. Uh, I took <laughs> and you get super speed, and then you're supposed to stand on a platform that's falling down. Yep. Yep. And I'm yep, like, I did that. I did that too. I did the exact same thing, Alex. Did. I, I, I went through. Like yeah. Like, that's where I'm supposed to go. They have a time-based like thing where they drop slightly lower, so you don't die from fall damage. And if you don't wait till it drops slightly lower, you just make the next jump, and your legs snap like fucking twig. But like, great. It's a fall distance that you've fallen from before and not die. That's true. There's a sequence in the game where it's specifically, like, I guess I have to jump, and you don't die. Okay. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm registering that. And then you just start dying like three yeah. times in a row, and you're like, well, I'm just gonna get here, and then I like stop to push my button. To and, I, and I think that's really like, like I said, that's when the game falls apart. I think when it tries to like introduce like action elements or like survival elements, it just doesn't like. They're not like refined enough. Yeah, you're not aware of what you're capable of or what. Yeah, it's too inconsistent. What boundaries you have? It was just basically all puzzles, puzzles of madness. I, I would I, gladly prefer if, if like that was a cutscene of me running out. Of there was, I, I had, I got nothing from playing through. Quick time event, and I would have been like, yeah. all right, well, I know quick time events are a thing now. The sprinting through it, there was no like added challenge other than like just frustration. <laughs> <laughs> from going you too fast. To you have to hold on. You have to yeah. wait for the rock. You're not waiting for the rock to fall. Time it. <laughs> but you're moving so much faster. It's like, oh my goodness. So that was that was frustrating. And that that's like I said, that's been my main critique of the game. It's just when it tries to do like a little too much action, it, it like doesn't have like the legs to actually do it. Like there's no mechanics or satisfaction. There's no like well, gameplay yeah. or balance. No, I or felt like when everybody dies like in front of you in the final puzzle, pretty much it seems like of like the monoculus chamber or whatever the hell that thing's called. Uh yeah, all that I guess Declan says is like, Yeah, your mom's a bitch. Uh yeah, but I already her. knew that. I didn't need someone else telling me that. <laughs> it was kind of so funny, Declan though. looked like he was having a much more satisfying time playing the game because he had, like, a fucking, like, scepter with wrenches. I thought I was going to pick that up and I was going to have to zap the little alien dudes who showed up again, but they were just like, nah, fam. Oh, yeah, I think those were the dreamers that came out of nowhere and just mauled, and he just, they just ran. Like, hit and run. Peace out, dude. Why didn't they just murder me? So you can murder people. Yeah, I, yeah. They, like I said, they had to know I was cooking something up. Yeah. I just don't get it. Just the puzzle, that was it. You just run. Run after the puzzle. Run. Yeah, it was just a game puzzle. Walk to a place, you do a puzzle walk. Yeah. And that loop was incredibly satisfying, except for when they tried to interject fucking, like, fake <laughs> enemies <laughs> and stuff that just didn't work. It was totally satisfying until they tried to get a little too cute with it, I felt like. And that was when it started to not be as much fun. Yeah. Overall, though, still still worth it. I would take the... At least they tried. They get it. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice-looking game, and yeah. Yeah. Gotta... the story pulled me in. Well, at the final act, I thought there was gonna something big was gonna happen, but he, you know, like how you're just like walking through the door, like to get the station ready for the launch pad, and like, oh, somebody's already been here, and you're like, and it turns out nobody was in there. Yeah. So I guess it just like killed the vibe of like being more suspenseful, which didn't happen. Kind of ended a little, a little fast, just fine, but definitely accelerated to an end as where it was kind of building a whole. And your so, mom gives you in the space to murder you for her own 
so she can come back. I'm like, hell no. Yeah, I just launched a missile, blew up the moons. Mars sucks. Die. Okay, what kind of missile was in there that Why blew up two mills? rocket have a missile in the first place? Yeah, like, it blew up two moons. What kind of missile is that? It's just a contingency plan that they the missile developed. It's a Tatooine missile. Death Star missile. And then you are Pick the other um, well, when you choose not to send out the payload, the moons kind of start just, it, it gives like a weird warpy scream vibe, and then you see like just a tentacle type of thing expanding out in space. It's very dark and kind of hard to see, at least with my brightness. So, And then that just keeps expanding, and you die still. You're just watching a thing expand instead of the moons be exploded. And then the people are on the radio are still like, Mars's moons suddenly disappeared. And I'm like, oh, they don't <laughs> see that thing. Okay. It's gonna convert. Well, they, the dreamers are coming. No, well, she did say the dreamer world was going to consume them. Yeah, so I blew them. Yeah, no, I, at that point, I chose the um the uh, cabin in the woods ending. Fuck humanity. <laughs> <laughs> they had their chance. Let's give the dreamers. Oh, oh. They say that I am a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Yeah, well, you dream and you die. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a pretty good game, honestly. Uh, yeah, the story? Uh, story drag, yeah, man. The story was pretty most interesting aspects of the game. So. Oh, totally. It was a complete story-driven game, thousand percent. Um, <laughs> to the point where I don't think I would ever play it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I checked the other ending... It doesn't change like any dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> I feel like it's very designed for that too, because the only two options are new game and continue. There's literally no way to like go back to a specific point. So like, yeah, they just take you back to when you're running out yeah, to the rocket. Not even suited for like achievement hunting. It's straight up just like a yeah. Like, no, uh, you did it. You're, it's over. Bye. Yeah, it's like just reading a book for the first time and just throwing it away. That's what I do. Um. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, favorite moments. Anyone? I think a lot of us hit these, but I, I'd say definitely my favorite moment. Was the, at the beginning of the second act, the first time it starts to, the actual like architecture changes and you're not like on like industrialized Mars anymore. I think that was the best part. I, I like that. Especially. Oh yeah. Well, I guess my favorite moment was the thing of the mist. It's straight up there, horrifying, run away from it. And not only that, you think it disappears for a while, then it comes back and you're just like, Shane just like completely freaks out when he sees it again. He's like, What? So, yeah. My favorite part was drinking 20 cups of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's feeling a little buzz. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I only got to the greenhouse part because my my baby boy was born. Like, I don't know, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have nice. to take an intermission to change my. My boy's diaper. I liked um, when you re-enter the dream world and you go to, the, like, the therapy. Yeah. I really like the therapy room and, like, when you get to the classroom especially. That that part just seemed the most interesting to me. I, I felt like, all right, I'm in it now. I'm a dreamer point. now. Play a high point. Uh, Alex, best moment? Favorite part is when I found that stupid fucking vial. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll just do what's your least favorite. The part where I couldn't find the fucking vial. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful um uh least favorite moment michael oh poop probably the greenhouse like the beginning part of the greenhouse where you just have to like find the three 
reclaimer unit saying turn off the sprinklers. That part just kind of felt long to me. Okay, and I didn't really get anything from it. Finding that stupid-ass bioscanner. Wow. I, I definitely, a thousand percent, it was the fucking robots. Worst. Worst thing I've, I've had in a while. I will say my game crashed a few times during the robot part, so I had to replay it a few times. <laughs> but yeah, I surprisingly, I, I still stopped. didn't like the greenhouse I more. I would have stopped. <laughs> that would have been it. I did play it on Xbox, if that's worth mentioning. I don't know. Like, it was pretty I think it's worth mentioning. What was the load times like? Uh, like, there weren't hardly any. Honestly. That's good. There, it's, yeah, it, it was a pretty, like, load timeless game. And yeah, it seemed like once the game. the game starts up, that's, like, all the loading you do. Yeah. No, I was, I was I was happy with it. Um, there were a few like awkward uh, parts of puzzles where like you had to. I imagine it was just like you could click on different parts of items, but I had to like actually turn the whole camera towards like the side of some of the things to like see the notch on it button or whatever. Yeah, you mean like the uh, water reclaimers? Yeah, the water reclaimers. Like if I didn't turn it like all the way to the left, like it wouldn't even give me the option to like mess the notches. So yeah, work. basically you do have to look at it and just like click on it. Oh, yeah, it's a lot quicker on the mouse. And yeah. sometimes you accidentally put it in your inventory, or you just put it back in the slot, and you're just like, okay, this is getting yeah. a little. Yeah, we're very intuitive with keybinds for yeah. a game that has for a computer mouse and keyboard not being able to remap anything was kind of lame. Oh yeah, and there was another thing I didn't like about this game. You for a computer system, you couldn't like simply like if you're doing like a password or something, you simply couldn't use your number tab. Or, yeah, we couldn't type anything in. Like, um, because I could do that in Alien Isolation. I could just hit it real quick and just, like, go. This... You know what's weird is it actually gave me the feature, like, type in other names on the computers. Like, if I clicked on the name, I could, like, I would bring up the Xbox keypad so I could, like, type in whatever okay. name I wanted. For, like, no fucking reason. Because, like, you're always logging in as the most recent key card you picked up, right? Oh, I feel like really? that, that was, like, a way to get Easter eggs yeah. or something. But, yeah, like, I... I was like, what the fuck? Nope. <laughs> the first time I did it by accident, I'm like, why? So that's weird yeah. that, yeah, you didn't weren't able to do keypads on. Basically, yeah, I guess the game was just somewhat simple. That's simple. not a bad thing. It's not simple. a bad thing. It's not bad. It didn't, yeah, not yeah. Bad. It was when it tried to be too complicated that it ended up feeling like shooting it. Yeah, maybe the head. team was maybe the team was a little too small and they weren't able to like actually program in like hit detection for these robots. <laughs> and that's oh, screw it. We're just gonna say if he grabs you, you're dead. That would have been fine. Better. That would have been so much better. The fucking awkward grab where he like bonks you on the head and then like immediately grabs you again. You start standing up and then he just gets you again. He's like, "Why won't yeah. you?" Learn? And it reor and it reorients you no matter which way you're facing. So like you're running one way, but like he automatically bonks you the same direction, so it completely like can flip you around three hundred. Like it, it's just it's yeah, it was not great. Yeah. Again, didn't break the game for me. One bad segment, not. A bad yeah, game make. We could all agree it was all about story. That was uh final thoughts. Anyone have anything? Like I'd say overall it was like a it was a nice experience, like seven, eight out of ten. I don't I, I uh, I'm gonna rate I, it. I'll do, I'll say I, seven point five out of ten. I would just say uh just seven. Seven. Like Chris, uh, you seemed like you liked it a ton. I'll, I'll give it a seven, but it's just like other aspects of the game, like really wasn't like like i said it really wasn't like a alien isolation like survival horror game where you're constantly on your toes and your feet it was a good story and that's why i gave it a seven he gives it a seven because there's no gameplay pretty much like it has puzzles in gameplay that's like i said it's puzzles you, of yeah, madness you walk, you walk to puzzles 
Puzzles of Madness. That's it. And then when it tries to do anything that isn't walk to puzzles, you're like... <sighs> yeah. What is you doing, baby? Just it was just a story. I, I thought the, the the greatest aspect of like uh, being scared and running away and it had the aspect of survival was the thing of the mist, running away from the thing of the mist. That was it. It had that looming sense of dread that no matter what you did, you were, it was going to be all for naught because you're dealing with like, the supernatural. Like so like, like, I'm not trying to be like a... I know it all about this game. It was just, I liked the ending. It was basically two choices. That was it. Rich story. I'm good. Uh, what were your opinions about the game? Uh, Michael's, I think, the only one that doesn't have a rating so far. So I, despite it not having good gameplay, the story itself is kind of like all the game was. So based off the story, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. So I was going to give it an eight for the two moons. Alex? Five point nine 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 nine. Eight, nine, 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 eight nine, nine, bags of popcorn. So basically you gave it a six. Not not a six, but not a five. But almost five point nine repeat. <laughs> it sounds like close to a six to me. Oh No, we have to round down, so it's five. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a solid experience. I, I, like I said, if it wasn't like so story driven and like it has zero replayability. Yeah, no replay. That's why I pretty much got the game was story. Yeah, I, I I thought it was worth what it was. I yeah, it did it, I think it did a great job doing what it intended to do. I feel like Josh, based off of what you've heard, would you be interested in playing the game as the uh, bystander? It sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I think I'd give it a try. Yeah, kind uh, of a hybrid walking simulator. Not bad. Yeah, not too scary. It sounds like so. I, I get freaked out when things get too horror like. Like amnesia was too scary for me. <laughs> not definitely never goes full amnesia or outlast it never not, goes there no not only that if you're like if you're like a full-time worker like at your job and you just like pop an hour or like 30 minutes on this game and it doesn't take that much effort to beat the game but it does have interesting puzzles so it doesn't take too much of your time yeah, about, it's a three hour, about a three hour go depending on how, how yeah if how if you're not reading much it's going to take you, th I don't know, three hours is pretty quick, but... It's not I, a speedrun friendly game. Like, you basically have to do all the shit you have to do. You could definitely yeah. get it done in five hours. For sure. Five and a half, generously. Uh, that was nice, wasn't it, folks? Um, so that was the first episode. Uh, we'll probably clean it up a little bit here as we go. Um, I hope this finds you in a comfortable and safe place and that you're managing these strange times well. The next game that we'll be playing on the podcast is going to be Prince of Persia Warrior Within. Feel free to email us any questions and comments you might have to our email at goodgwpod at gmail.com That's goodgwpod at gmail.com If you have any questions or comments for this episode, or would like to contribute towards our next episode, Prince of Persia, The Warrior Within. I'll see you then. Stay safe and take care.